Hello, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. My name is Casey Ruff from Boundless Body LLC, and I am the host of Boundless Body Radio. Before October of 2020, I was not a podcaster. Now, I have recorded hundreds of episodes featuring incredible guests, created tons of helpful content, and have consistently generated thousands of downloads every month since I began. I'm just a regular dude trying to share a message, and now I'm ready to show you my process, my successes and failures, and everything I've learned along the way to help you start your own podcast. Together, we'll explore the entire process of having a podcasting idea and take it all the way to publishing your first episode and explore all the steps in between. Then, I'll give you all the tools that you will need so you can record as many episodes that you want to release after that. Podcasting is one of the most enriching skills I've ever added to my life, and I've learned a ton by talking with some of my heroes and sharing it with anyone who wants to join us on our journey. So, sit back, grab a notebook, take some notes, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Hello, hello. This is Casey Ruff, and welcome to episode 14 of season two. Today, we are speaking with Nick Shaw. Nick Shaw is the co-founder of Renaissance Periodization, a health and fitness company that has improved the lives of literally hundreds of thousands of clients around the world. Nick is the co-host of the RP Strength Podcast with his wife and RP colleague, Lori Shaw. Nick was hosted on our primary podcast, so be sure to check out Nick's amazing story and the story of Renaissance Periodization, aka RP, on a future episode of Boundless Body Radio, which will release on April 27th of 2022. Nick Shaw, welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me on again. It's uh, it's a pleasure to chat again. Yeah, man. I had a super good time talking to you last time on our primary podcast, um, Boundless Body, and I figure we'll have another really great chat here. Um, You've been podcasting for quite a while. Can you tell us a story of how you got started with podcasting? Yeah, yeah, totally. So my company, RP, or RP Strength, as most people probably know us by, uh, we've been around for a while, and we, we have a lot of content. We have a lot of great coaches that put out content and work with a lot of athletes and influencers. And oh, back in 2019, we thought, you know, what's, what's just something that we could do to kind of just give more back to our audience and more to our, our followers and our crowd, all that good stuff. And we thought, well, you know, my, my buddy, Mike, he, he, he does a lot of content, but maybe he's not the right person to kind of reliably do a podcast every single week. And so he wasn't super interested in it. But I thought to myself, well, you know, my wife and I obviously live in the same house and both know RP and both uh, live the fitness lifestyle. We thought, well, why don't, because it sometimes can be tough to host if you're just doing it by yourself, uh, you know, because you have to schedule guests most of the time and whatnot. So we thought, well, gee whiz, there'd be a male and a female. You kind of get the, that perspective on both ends of the fitness spectrum. We thought that would be really helpful. And so, yeah, we started uh, the fall of 2019. So we've been podcasting for, you know, something like two and a half years. Yeah, that's amazing. So was the, was the goal to kind of promote your work through your company? Um, was it more, like you said, just to kind of give back or have a, a platform that you could grow over time? Yeah, so it was probably more of a way for us to answer a lot of the questions and a lot of the things that just keep coming in within the RP uh, kind of uh, stratosphere uh, and that circle of influence. 
because, you know, a lot of times we'll get folks to start RP for the first time and, you know, they're going to have a lot of the same questions. And so we have a giant Facebook group where people can go and that's obviously really good, but you can only really kind of answer so much when you're typing it out on keyboard. So sometimes it's just easier to have a, you know, a 10, 15, 20 minute conversation about a specific topic or, you know, a 40 minute podcast episode, all dedicated to one specific thing. And that way, if people ask about it in the future, it's like, oh, hey, no worries. Like, we've got you covered. Here's actually one or two or three episodes dedicated to this specific topic. So it's a really good way for us to make sure that there are just an abundant amount of free resources for folks. And I'm sure it does have a secondary effect of some people will come across it that aren't familiar with RP. But I would say, by and large, our main objective was to make sure that we were helping out RP folks first and foremost. Yeah. You know what? I think that part was a little bit underrated for me when I first started podcasting. It's been so, so valuable when we do get those questions about, you know, how should I be squatting or, you know, what is the structure of the foot supposed to be? How should I choose the right footwear or running form or, you know, heart rate training or any of that stuff. Once you've created those conversations, those can be shared indefinitely for people to have questions about it. Like that content's already been done and it has been so valuable to take some of those episodes where we've, you know, interviewed like you, you know, guests that are complete experts in a certain field. And then we can take those episodes and share them with whoever in the future that has questions about that topic. Oh, totally. Right. Cause the, the episode, the content lives forever. So even if you spend one hour of your time, it could help, you know, thousands of people now and then into the future. So that, that part's really, really yeah, I love that. Was the idea always for the two of you to do the podcast together? Um, I have to say, like, you guys are very evenly matched. I don't feel like one person is really like kind of taking the lead. You both jive so well. Obviously, you're married, so that helps. But um, I, I just think in, in a podcasting format, especially when it's just the two of you, you guys go back and forth. And I really appreciate the banter. And I appreciate both of your perspectives. Um, it, it really jives well. Was that always the idea? Yeah, I think so. Because, well, for example, I'm sure you're very familiar with this, but a lot of times females sort of want to hear the female perspective. And that's just not something that I can provide. Yeah, we can have on some coaches and guests and, and whatnot. But, you know, having sort of one of the you know main cogs of the RP engine in there that's been living this lifestyle herself for a number of years, has competed before, has been kind of through the ringer in, in a number of ways, I think just adds a unique element that I just couldn't ever do. So it's been, it's been really great having her uh, be able to help. That's great. I also have to comment about the mood of your podcast. You guys cover some fairly serious topics and, you know, these are really important for people. People are learning how to periodize their programs, they're learning about the importance of cardiovascular training versus weightlifting. You know, this is for a lot of people for longevity or enjoying their life or being healthy for the rest of their life. And so the content is very serious, but you guys seem to manage to make it very um, approachable. You use a lot of humor. It's very light. How have you been able to jive those two things where you're talking about something very serious, but also so you're making it light and fun and telling jokes and taking little sidebars and stories and things like that that make it make the conversation really enjoyable. Yeah, I would say uh, maybe a strength that I have is uh, self-deprecating humor. And I think <laughs> most people, I think most people appreciate that. Um, you know, I think there's definitely a time and a place to be a little bit more serious. And it's funny that you say that because I probably, you know, compared to uh, my colleague, Dr. Mike Isertel, who pretty much does all the content for our YouTube channel. Um, 
people would say that I'm probably very serious uh, when <laughs> compared to him. So I, you know, and that, that's an interesting take. And I definitely do appreciate that because it's, you know, people like humor and guess what? Like we're real people, right? We're like, we, we, we share the same struggles as everyone else. We've got two kids, you know, we work full time. We're trying to balance all that stuff. And so I think a lot of times what I have to remind myself is I think you can have a vibe that if you never talk about some of your own struggles or some things that maybe aren't so great, it's hard for people to relate to, but if you can just level with folks and hopefully I try to do this and hopefully I do it pretty well, but I'm just like, Hey, you know, listen here, folks, you know, Hey, guess what? I just finished a diet too. And you know, it's a bit of a struggle sometimes when you're coming off it and you know, here's, here's a couple things that I do. Maybe this will help you as well. And so I think people just appreciate that because then you're not, you know, you're not kind of like preaching from the ivory tower, so to speak. I definitely get that vibe from your show. I feel like we're kind of going along the journey with you and you guys are learning certain things, improving along the way and sharing that as you go. But it, it's not, I don't feel like it's an ivory tower. You're not shouting it from the, from the, you know, mountaintop, like check out where I've arrived and you peasants down there can, can maybe, you know, achieve what I've achieved. Uh, it does feel totally, very, totally. does feel totally. very authentic, especially with the two of you. I love the banter back and forth. Um, part of the reason why I wanted to do this show, um, was just a lot for fun. And I think it's a really fun conversation to have, you know, people that want to start a podcast, the things, you know, that they are maybe not aware of and different obstacles they might face and things like that. But I also wanted to, to, to start this because I, I really love the idea of like crossovers between, you know, maybe things like health and fitness with all, also, you know, doing a podcast or creating any kind of content. I think it's really valuable to know that all of these things apply in different places in life. And so I wanted to kind of explore some different fitness concepts and apply them to podcasting. Maybe you can talk about how those things Mm -hmm. are related. You hosted James Clear on your website, which right off the bat, like amazing, what an amazing land. Um, And that was such a great conversation and talking about, you know, how to, how to establish habits. Obviously he's the, you know, author of Atomic Habits, which is one of my absolute favorite books. But I want to ask you, as far as podcasting goes, how have you been able to establish habits to be able to stay on track when you might not be super motivated to record or edit or do all the things that go into podcasting that is a lot of work. Yeah. I love the idea of uh, areas that can carry over from one avenue of your life into another. Um, So thank you for bringing that up. I think one of the main things that I have to remind myself and it's probably helpful to, to mention is that in something like fitness, you don't get results overnight. And when you take that and you apply it to podcasting, so let's say you're, you're wanting to start your own podcast, I think the temptation is to think that you have to do it all overnight or kind of become famous overnight. It's just not the case. It's just not how it works. And so if you play that long game, you take a little bit longer term time horizon, just like in fitness, it applies to many other areas of your life, including podcasting. So you kind of know that, well, gee whiz, you just get going and you just keep recording and you keep being consistent and remember that content's going to live forever. So yeah, maybe 50 people only listen to the most recent one, but a year from now, guess what? It's still there. People can go back in time and they'll still keep listening to it. So you just got to play that long game and have the right expectations. And that to me strikes out as like the biggest thing that would be a good carryover between fitness and you know starting a podcast. 
That's one of the biggest things I have written down on my notes to talk to you about is playing the long game. So I'm so glad you went there. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, see really successful podcasts and think they can do the same thing. And they certainly can and maybe have the abilities, but they don't realize how much work and time goes into some of those things. And I remember when we got started and we would have, you know, 10 downloads, 15 downloads, whatever. And it's, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to see that somebody, you know, in England or whatever is, is listening to your show, but, but it takes, it takes a long time of really being very consistent to, to develop yourself into something or develop your show into something that people are going to consistently listen to and come back to. And I've found over time that, that whether or not our show is getting better or if it's getting worse, one of our main advantages, mm-hmm. we're just outlasting so many people who quit. Have you noticed that as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people will start something and fall off <laughs> that uh, definitely screams fitness to me, but yeah, a lot of people just underestimate the role of consistency just doing those little things and just keep keeping, you know, keeping at it. Um, I will say, you know, every now and again, we might replay a podcast episode that we've done before. Uh, you know, for example, if we know a lot of folks are ending their transformation challenge, because we usually have one in January that, that goes to about the start of April. Well, if we've already done an episode that you know, talks exactly about how to move to maintenance and, you know, make it sustainable so you keep the results you've gotten, We've done that on occasion. And so, you know, every now and again, if we have travel or holidays or something like that coming up, we might do that, but that's, it's pretty infrequent. And I think that's just one of those things where you have to go back to, I don't think folks expect you to be perfect. You don't necessarily have to be perfect in order to be successful because I think folks are going to be okay if, you know, once or twice a year, you kind of replay something you've done before. So long as it's relevant. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, and that's, I think, in my opinion, part of being consistent. You may have played something that played before, but, and, and, and in my mind, you know, I go to the resistance of like, I can't put out the same thing. I can't interview the same person about the same content. I can't release an episode. I've already done it because I've already done it. You know what I mean? But there, you have a different audience now than you did before. And that's part of being consistent. You, even if you're re-releasing something that's already done, as long as you're doing it with the same cadence, maybe the same day or time or whatever your normal, you know, release dates are, that helps keep you on track. So I really like that idea. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. And, and so I'll even add on to that is sometimes, so let's say you're going to record with the same person and, and maybe the topic is, is slightly the same. I don't know about you, but sometimes, and I've had this happen, you can hear the same me- message a number of times and just like maybe you're not quite in the right mood or in the right zone or the right frame of mind, time of your life, maturity, whatever it is. You can hear the same thing kind of multiple times, but maybe something is just said slightly different and it can really hit home and resonate with folks because I know that's happened to me before. So I like to try to remind myself of that as well. Like, you know what? Yeah, this has probably been said before, but maybe I can use a different story or a different analogy and it just might hit a little bit different with someone else. It could potentially change their entire life. Yeah, I love that. That this is completely selfish <laughs> questioning because I'm looking at my calendar. I'm looking at this next month for us. We're we're going to do a lot of second interviews with people who we had on before. It was a really successful conversation. I got a lot out of it as far as information, and you know we, they had a lot of downloads and things like that. And I'm part of me is stressing like ah, I can't create the exact same conversation we had. But you're right. Like I can barely remember 
oftentimes exactly what we talked about the first time, let alone the people listening. And you're right. Like we need to hear the same things lots of times for that to sink in. It's part of the reason why I never stopped listening to podcasts when I first started like seven or eight years ago, because I need those constant reminders all the time. So that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) 100% man. Uh, Sometimes you can hear the same thing and what's like marketing, right? Like you may see something the first time you're, Oh, that's interesting. And then you forget about it. Your attention span's gone. But then you see it again. You're like, oh, hey, I remember that. Yeah, that, that was interesting. And then you might forget. Yeah. And then like the third, the third time, you're like, okay, all right. It's right here. Okay, time to do something about it. So it's kind of the same thing with content. Yeah, you might hear it once, but it just goes in one ear, out the other. Then you hear it again, and it maybe starts to resonate. And you start sort of thinking about it a little bit more. And then you hear it again. You're like, okay all right, that's it. Time to do something about it. And then go. So again, I just, I think folks are always at, you know, various points and parts of their lives that sometimes it'll hit. Sometimes it won't. I don't think that should necessarily discourage everyone. And I think for the most part, we get pretty good feedback of, you know, not kind of repeating the same stuff. And, you know, for someone like my colleague, Dr. Mike, I mean, he he could literally come on and he's got the craziest analogies in the world where, we can talk about the same thing 10 times and you probably have 10 different stories to share. (laughs) Well, I love when he comes on. He definitely adds a great element to the show and I really appreciate his content, which is great. Um, Going back to habits, as far as podcasting goes, um, in my opinion, there's a difference between a habit and a ritual. And so a habit for me would be like brushing my teeth. Like I don't really think about it. I just do it because I have to do it. It's not really a significant part of my day. I don't give it a lot of thought. I'm hardly present for brushing my teeth very often. That's just something that I do. A ritual is more like my sound check. Like, I really ritualize my sound check and I'm, I'm sitting down, you know, usually 10 minutes before the show, I plug things in, in a certain way. I pull up my phone in a certain way. I, you know, go through the intro a few times to minimize the amount of time, not, not eliminate, but at least minimize the times I I fuck it up (laughs) when I'm introducing somebody. Um, but, but, but that to me is more of a ritual where I'm, I'm a lot more present. I'm a lot more, you know, mindful of what I'm doing. Can you talk about maybe some things that you would consider like a ritual as far as podcasting goes, if you have any? And then if not, maybe some of the habits that are just things that you have put in place to make things easier on yourself. Um, That's a good question. So I will say when we first started out, we were probably a little bit better at really staying coordinated and organized. And um, I think as you continue on and you get into multiple years, because I mean, we're probably up over 100 episodes at this point. So sometimes we do struggle with that of kind of staying on top of things and staying with enough episodes recorded to kind of, you know, keep some in the bank. So we're not like sort of releasing every single week. Like we do one release, do one release. Cause it is, it is very helpful when you have a bunch ready to go because then, you know, life's going to happen inevitably. So if you have a little wiggle room, you're going to be better off. Um, so I have noticed that like, maybe we've fallen off just a little bit on some of those habits and rituals. So it's kind of like a good thing for you to ask about because it sort of forces me in my head to be like, yeah, we probably actually need to do a little bit better because maybe sometimes we can be a little bit too relaxed with it. Mm, Gotcha. Is there anything that you do feel like is more of a ritual for you? Is there anything that you really are very present with as far as like either asking questions or inviting guests or anything like that? 
Yeah, I always love to, uh, I'll, I'll send out an email to anyone that's going to come on because usually folks will want to know like, hey, like what kind of questions are you going to ask? Or like, what, what do you sort of want to chat about? So I'll almost always, again, it depends on the guest, you know, someone like my colleague, Dr. Mike, he's been on enough times, I don't do this. I'll just say, hey, we're going to chat about X topic. And then him and I can just get going and like, I'm not worried about it. But recently what we've been doing is a lot of just, kind of candid interviews with some of our clients that have been using the RP system for a number of years. And sometimes it might be their first ever podcast or interview or something like that. So I like to prepare them ahead of time and I'll be like, hey, here's kind of what exactly we're going to do on the, on the episode. We're going to start with your intro, start with your background, start with how you heard about RP, how'd you come across this? Like what's your kind of biggest... Uh, your biggest win from doing RP? What's like the thing you struggle with the most? So that's all pretty habitual because I, I like to kind of keep that all in the same order. Um, anytime we get a guest on at the start, I'll always kind of have them say a few words. Like, hey, you know, let me check your sound just to make sure everyone's pretty even. So I feel like a lot of those things are pretty habitual. Um, I guess uh, personally, I try to always make sure I have something to drink, <laughs> uh, especially if it's going to be a, an hour plus long episode. Um, that's something that I do. Uh, you know, obviously I make sure to kind of go through my mental checklist. So, okay, podcast is on, you know, the, the bright light here in the background is on. So, you know, we have good lighting, uh, is my cord from the roadcaster into my laptop plugged in. Okay. So, you know, zoom up and working. I, I guess that would be more of the ritualistic stuff because I definitely want to be present for that because I do recall an episode one time where something with Zoom happened and I just wasn't, I guess I hadn't done it or tested it or used it enough. And I just didn't know what to do. And we actually ended up having to cancel the episode oh. with, uh, with, the, with the guest that I actually didn't know her. This is like an intro from a friend. So I just felt horrible and we had to reschedule. And it was one of those things where it was literally just that I think the mic or whatever on Zoom had switched. So all I needed to do was go down to that lower left-hand corner and switch it. It would have taken two seconds. But, you know, when you're in the heat of the moment, you know, of course, you're trying to at least put on like a favorable, uh, you know, I guess impression of someone else first time meeting them that, oh, man, yeah, I, did, I, I sucked on that. <laughs> That's funny. That's like my absolute nightmare is losing that content that you can never really yes. get back. Uh, we use the Roadcaster, Roadcaster too. Um, also, I mean, so I, I, I definitely want to talk to you a little bit about that. But I remember once um, interviewing somebody in person. I accidentally bumped the power cable and it just turned everything off, and I lost everything that I'd recorded up to that point, and just felt absolutely terrible <laughs> about that. So I can, I can, uh, I can do your maybe one up there. So. One time we had on a good friend of mine, Chad Besley Smith, owner of uh, Juggernaut Training Systems. And <laughs> we recorded an hour episode. Everything was good. Uh, you know, I was on the little roadcaster chip. And somehow along the way, uh, you know, normally my wife uh, takes all the episodes, she uploads them. We actually have, so we have a full time uh, video guy who lives in Michigan. He does all our YouTube stuff, but he'll also kind of edit each podcast episode, make sure that the sound quality is good. They'll kind of make the little show notes and timestamps. And somewhere along the way, we, we lost an episode. And oh. of course I just I felt terrible. I don't, I don't know what we did, but I had to just hit him up and be like, Hey man, basically I'm sorry to have wasted your time, but can we do that again? Cause I lost it. So. Ugh. 
Ah, terrible. <laughs> and normally the guests are super understanding and, you know, things happen, you know, ever since the pandemic, I think all of us expect like kiddos to cry, dogs to bark, like somebody to yeah. walk around in, in the background in their underwear or something weird. But um, yeah, that is a, is a bummer when you lose all that content. I want to go back to something you mentioned about your guests. How has it gone to interview some of those people who maybe it has been their first podcast and you decided to include them to maybe talk about their experience and their results? I, I've seen that kind of go both ways where interviewing somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience in the podcast, they're, they're so excited and engaging and they're telling their story, which is actually really amazing. It's really cool to be able to capture that. I've also seen people that they're so uncomfortable being on the microphone that they're maybe giving really short answers. They don't know how to, you know, tell the story properly. And, and it sometimes is, is difficult as a podcast host to kind of extract that out of them. How has it gone for you, you know, mixing, not only interviewing world-class you know, experts in their fields, but also people, um, you know, that you would just consider a normal person who is experiencing really good results. Yeah. So I don't think we've come across it too much where it's been hard to get stuff out of people, maybe like once or twice, but I kind of flip that back on myself. If, if, if they're struggling, then I'm probably not doing a good enough job of kind of asking the question in a way that, that makes sense to them. And a lot of times we get people that are just, you know, so passionate about having used RP or, you know, RP is just really kind of fundamentally changed and impacted their life in such a way that it usually comes off as pretty easy and authentic. And um, I don't know if that's by design or or not. I I definitely know some folks have been like, Oh man, like I'm a little nervous. This is like my first time on, but then usually once they get going, they do a really good job. So I kind of just look at it. It's like, if I can tell or sense that someone's nervous, well, it's really up to me to kind of like to, to change the way I'm saying it or to ask some probing questions that uh, get them to light up a little bit more and then it becomes easier for them. So I guess that that's what I would say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that just highlights what a good guest you are to be able to not only recognize that, at least in your opinion, that's on you to be able to, you know, ask interesting questions and phrase questions interestingly so that the person can respond to it. But also, you know, your your talent for putting people at ease, I think, is really, really important and definitely shines through from from everything that I've heard, which is great. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about hardware. You already mentioned the Roadcaster Pro. I don't know about you. I would love to hear your experience with the Roadcaster, but I, as far as I would go in my experience, I would say we would not have either one of the two podcasts that we have without this one piece of equipment. When I wanted to get started in podcasting, and part of the reason why I started this one is it's just an absolute quagmire and so many different things. I remember the first mixer I bought, um, you know, used somewhere in the valley, I drove out to go grab and had all these the crazy like inputs and outputs and all kinds of dials and, 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 you know, stuff and reading the manual just made my head spin. And there was absolutely no way I was ever going to push record using a piece of equipment that I couldn't understand. And the roadcaster was pretty expensive, but for me, it made everything so stupid, simple that again, I would go as far as saying neither one of our podcasts would exist without that piece of equipment. Can you talk about the roadcaster pro and its importance in, in what you do? Yeah, it's it's really like kind of one of the, the main staples for a lot of podcasters. So in that sense, you know you're getting something that's going to work and it's going to work really well and be super reliable. I will also say this goes back to my wife. So she kind of gets all the credit for this and I get literally zero of it. She went to uh, a course in Charlotte. That's where we live. And a guy had basically a class 
on kind of more or less how to get started on podcasting. And as part of that, he basically had a list of like, hey, here's what I recommend. And when someone did that, it was like, well, that can't get any simpler. You just go on Amazon or whatever and literally just buy, you know, these few things. So it can be overwhelming. I would say this, if you have a little bit of interest and you think you're going to do this for a while, it might be worthwhile to pay someone like that. And I got to imagine there's a lot of folks out there that do something similar. Maybe just pay them like a one-time fee to just come over and set everything up for you. So that way, if you're unsure, you're a little nervous, anxious about doing it the right way, let the expert do it. Now, again, this is assuming you're not just doing like a one-off thing. If you're doing a one-off, okay, maybe it doesn't make sense. But if you're planning on doing this for a while and you're going to play that long game, well, I don't know, let's say it costs a couple hundred dollars, but then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to record several hundred episodes. So is it worth, you know, paying $1 an episode to basically have someone come in and set it all up for me? Well, that seems to make more sense. Uh, so that's what I would personally recommend because it, it can be overwhelming, especially when you start. So don't be afraid to consult with someone, have them show you the ropes. And then before you get started, do a test run or two with someone you know, a family member, a colleague, friend, whomever. And you know, here's the thing, maybe they do it in person one time. Definitely try it out. Do your homework on Zoom too, so you know what you're doing there. Like, don't make it the first time when you have a guest, and then you, know, you do what I did. And don't even know the simple, basic thing of switching over the, the sound on Zoom, and then you look like a you know you look like a, a silly person. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. I think about you know us getting started and the people that helped me, like like holding the Roadcaster Pro in my hands and seeing what it could do was a big part of me deciding to buy it. And so I really appreciate the people that helped introduce those things to me and helped me see the equipment, you know, beforehand. And also when I look at the people that I've helped you know, them start their own podcast. It was kind of the same thing. Normally I would just bring all my equipment, set everything up, not even tell them that I was going to record a por- podcast and just record and just start to ask them questions so that they see the process while it's going. And that certainly put them at a lot of ease and let them know like, okay, I get, you know, he's taking a few notes. He's asking a few questions. He made, you know, some notes beforehand and maybe formulated a few questions, but to be able to actually be in person and see that process, I think is really helpful. 100%. Test it out. Make sure you feel comfortable before you start. That, that's absolutely critical. Yeah, no, that's great. Are there any other pieces of hardware, you know, maybe microphone or anything else that you use that you consider to be really critical to your process? Yes, we have the Roadcaster. We have, I think, uh, three mics just because every now and again, uh, we've had some guests to come over in person and record. So we make sure we have, we have three of those. And then... I'm trying to think what else. So, so like I said, we have a full-time video guy at RP. We actually had him come over one time and he had a light set up because we, I think during kind of COVID, we're like, well, you know what? We should put this up on the YouTube channel. So we had a, a room in our house kind of set up for that little backdrop, you know, make it look nice in the background. We we're going to do video. So we had everything set up. And again, we just feel comfortable if we just have someone that's a professional come out and just do it one time. Like, hey, just get it set up so we know what we're doing, and then we're good to go after that. And it's funny because the podcast never really took to, to YouTube. 
Uh, that's much more of like people just want to hear my colleague, Dr. Mike, talk about uh, bodybuilding hypertrophy stuff. So uh, it was funny because we, we did have him come out and set it up and, you know, we flew him down and we bought all this stuff and then didn't really end up using it for more than a few episodes. But it's all still here. We definitely use the light even when we have it set up in the background when we're recording with guests, just so there's a little bit better lighting so you can see one another when you're chatting. So I think that helps even if you're not doing a video for everyone to, to watch the actual episode, a lot of times having that video, so you kind of see, and this goes back to that. Now, maybe this is why it's a little bit easier for us to do it with some of the folks that aren't as comfortable. Well, I feel like if we, if we didn't have that video, that zoom, you can't sort of tell when someone's done talking or whatever. I think that's probably helped make people more comfortable because almost always the first thing that I do when I get a new guest, like, Hey, I've never done this before. I'm like, listen here, this is going to be super casual. It's going to be super relaxed. We're going to lead the way, you know, we'll ask you the questions, you know, we'll make sure you do a good job. And we're like, guess what? If you say something, you mess up. Okay. One, we're way more critical on ourselves than other people are like, I'm not sitting there listening to podcast episodes thinking to myself, oh, well, he said that wrong. Or, oh, it's like, no, you're listening because you want the content. You hear a little cough or a little slip up in the background. It's like, that's no big deal. And then I even remind him like, hey, we've got a sound person listening to this. It's going to get edited. You say something, you're like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have said that or I actually don't want that. No worries. Like, we're going to edit it out. So I think when you lay all that, I think that provides a pretty good level level of comfort for the guests that hopefully makes them more relaxed and at ease. Yeah, that's a great point. And a really good segue into something I love asking on this podcast is what is something that you used to think was really, really important about podcasting and now you no longer feel like it's as important as you once did? Yeah, the idea of being perfect. Uh, it's so funny. We're so critical on ourselves. How many times might you say the same thing? Like, um, uh, it's going to happen, especially in a 45 to 60 to 75 minute conversation. That's just how normal human conversation goes, ebbs and flows a lot of the times. So what's interesting is the first time you start hearing yourself speak back, like if you're listening to the episodes, that's the only thing that stands out to you. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how terrible I am at this. But almost no one else is picking up on that because they, they just get it or they, that's just how human conversation goes. And so I would say you just, you think that you have to be a lot more perfect than you really do. And people are kind of used to it. They just want to hear conversation between folks. And there's going to be little things that pop up, but guess what? Go talk to someone in real life. Maybe, you know, try recording that and play it back. Like, what's going to happen? You're going to get, um, well, uh, well, like, uh, I'm sure, you know, you know, right, right. Jeez, how many times do I, oh, do I say that in an episode? I don't know. Or more than I could count. I, I will also say, uh, to, to keep going here, is um, every now and again, I'll go through and read our uh, ratings and reviews. And now sometimes it's like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I'm really glad that person, you know, posted that. They're super nice, helpful. You know, they, they love, appreciate it. Every now and again, man, I just crack up. Like, sometimes there'll be these negative reviews. And I'm like, what kind of person 
is, you know, voluntarily listening to a podcast and then is going to go rate it like a one star. Like you're, you're, you're giving up your time. Like this is a free thing. Like no one's forcing you to do this. Like, what are you doing? Uh, so that part, it, it really stands out to me as a interesting, I don't know, people are interesting. I just always have to remind myself of that. No matter who you are, what you do, whatever, you're never going to please everyone. So guess what? I don't really worry about pleasing everyone anymore. Like I know who our main crowd is. I know like what the, the, the main message and point is that I want to get across to folks. And I know that 95, 99% of the time we're helping folks. We're giving back. This is totally free. Like we don't have sponsors or anything like that. So we're doing this just honestly out of the goodwill, you know, of our heart. We just want to help people at the end of the day that, you know what, if someone's going to come on and, uh, you know, drop a one-star review. And I've read some of them, I just laugh because like some of them are just complete digs at me. And I'm like, oh, damn, like, you must suck to be that guy. And they're like, oh, wait, I am that guy. So, <laughs> you know, you just kind of take it with a, I don't know. Again, it goes self-deprecating humor. Like, just, just roll with it. It's just like the day and age that we live in, though. Like, who is going, again, like consuming free content? You're not asking anything of anybody. You're paying for all of this, not only, you know, monetarily, but your time and effort and everything that goes into podcasting to get somebody to like go out of their way to poo poo it online. It's like, what are you doing? Like, it's so dumb. <laughs> Don't listen. So I'm, yeah, 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 totally. So we're going to have a big like RP summit at the end of the year. And uh, I'm going to be one of the presenters and I actually have a, a slide prepared. I had a colleague help me make it. And I'm going to kind of point out this just, as, you know, we, we always have a, a, we always have the ability to control how we respond to anything and where our attention and focus goes. And so I made a slide that has like, you know, several five-star reviews. People are like, Oh my gosh, this is so great. I listened to every episode. Like, thank you so much for doing this. And you know, we all have a negativity bias, it's sort of built in human evolution and whatnot. Because I also screenshotted one of the one-star reviews, and it just was lighting into me. Like, not, not my wife. No, no, no. She never gets criticized. But it just was like, you know, just lit into me. And so I put that up there as a contrast. And I'm like, listen here, folks. I have a couple of choices. I can sit here and I can dwell on this one person who like maybe was just having quite frankly a shitty day and just decided that it was time to, to bag on me, like whatever, that's fine. But I'm like, I'm not going to do that because what's the point of that? Like, no, I know I'm helping people. I know I'm doing this out of the goodness of my own heart. Like I'm going to focus on all the people that I'm positively impacting. And that's just why. And again, that's going to be for everyone because no matter who you are, like you're going to get some criticism or feedback and you just have to be willing to accept that role with it. And you know, just kind of ask yourself, like, is this true? And if so, like, all right, well, can I get better? Or, you know, sometimes like, I don't know. It reminds me of like celebrities reading, uh, you know, Twitter comments or whatever. And it's just like, you just got to have a good time with it at some point. It's, it's all fun and games. Yeah, totally. I don't suppose you're taking, you know, much of your time to seek out people that have different opinions about fitness than you so that you can go out and give them negative reviews. <laughs> No, totally. I mean, so real quick on that note, do I see some stuff online that I don't agree with or like real quick pops in my head, sort of like, oh man, like what's that person doing? But I don't stop and waste my time because what successful person out there is out there criticizing and trying to tear down other folks online or anywhere really, right? Like that doesn't happen. There's a reason successful people aren't doing that stuff. A lot of it's, you know, mindset, their focus and all that. So 
Yeah, I'm not super worried about it. Yeah, that's great. What great perspective. I think it's so important to remember why you're you're doing what you're doing and, and you know the people that are not doing what you're doing are going to be there to, you know, sometimes criticize and tear you down, but they they they're not doing what you're doing. And so to to remember your why I think is so critical. And that brings me to another one of my favorite questions to ask, which is how do you know that you are being successful with your podcast? Like what metrics do you use for you? Is it something like downloads? Is it reviews? Is it is it just how you feel about it? Like, what what do you think makes your podcast successful? I would say a couple things. You know, the number of downloads is is cool and it's nice, and like we've had a couple million downloads, so you know that's always like one of those. Yeah, that makes you just feel good. But how do I know that it's actually successful? This is fairly easy. And it's just really like the number of comments or messages or DMs or, you know, little things in our Facebook group that people will say. And it's sometimes easy to overlook some of that stuff. But when you get a good amount of it and people are just so appreciative and grateful for the free content, man, that never gets old. And I just, I appreciate each and every single person that, you know, sends a DM or comments or says, oh, thank you so much. And I listened to every episode, you know, hey, you know, I love you and your wife, whatever. That it's never going to get old. Never. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. I, I I think back before I was podcasting and, you know, of course I have my favorite podcast to listen to. And I think about all the times that I never left a rating and review and, you know, since starting, I've, I've been more mindful about that and, and left feedback, you know, in places, including your podcast, that, that I feel like, you know what, th- these guys deserve oh, some you. appreciation. But, but it's so easy to yeah. just kind of think like, yeah, I'll do this tomorrow. This only takes like 30 seconds. You know, it's not yeah. that big of a deal. But when you're the one doing it, like I'm sure you're like me, we read every single review that we get, better or worse. And I don't care. I just, I'm doing this because I want to help people just like you. And we really appreciate what people have to say. And if you're going to take some time, 30 seconds, a minute to, you know, tell us what you think about the show. We really appreciate that. It's the same way. Like anytime I get a new client, I'm going to send out a handwritten thank you note. I think it's really important to take the actual time to express our gratitude for somebody that trusts us with their business. And we feel the same way about the reviews. And so I think it's really important for all of us as podcast listeners to not only appreciate what people are saying about us, but to make sure we're sharing that love around with other podcasters for all the work that they do. And that's a really good point. Um, you know, I have a favorite podcast as well, and I don't think I've ever left a review or rating or anything like that. But I tell you what, I have gone out and, you know, bought some of their books and bought some of their apparel and stuff as kind of a, you know, a little thank you for the positive impact it's had on my life. So I guess kind of by default, I have, you know, helped and supported them out. But uh, yeah, that man, that's, that's, that's really great. Yeah, sometimes I think, because I know that I always look at our reviews and ratings and that goes for our app too and you know, our website, all of our products, you know, all that. Like we read, look, look at all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I think it's something that I could probably do more of. You know, just, hey, leave a little rating on you know, Amazon or whatever. Just you know, show my appreciation. I really like that. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you made a really good point that if you're, you know, joining somebody's Patreon for a few bucks a month or you're, you know, buying some of the the things they're promoting on their show, that is a great way to promote them. I am curious, what is what are some of your favorite podcasts? Uh, my favorite podcast, hands down, is Jocko Podcast. Nice, nice. Great answer. <laughs> 
That's a great answer. I love that. Man, this has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed talking with you about your process and everything that you consider really important as far as podcasting go. Um, before we share with a listener where to go for the podcast, let's talk a little bit about your app and the products that you sell. Like I said, I really appreciate um, you know having some crossover here and maybe somebody is listening to this because they're interested in podcasting, but maybe in the back of their mind, they've tried you know some type of diet or fitness program in the past and maybe have been either successful or not so successful. What, what sets your company apart and how can you help and support people who are trying to become healthier and more fit? Yeah. So at RP Strength, we specialize in helping people that are already into fitness, you know, reaching their goals, whether it's, uh, you know, getting into better shape, you know, losing fat, building muscle, improving sport performance. That's where we really excel. So uh, rpstrength.com is the best way to find out some more info about us or uh, just at RP Strength on Instagram. That's how most people know about us. If you really want to dive in and learn a ton about fitness in general, the uh, Renaissance Periodization YouTube channel that is mostly my buddy, Dr. Mike, is an absolutely invaluable place to go. Basically get a college education course on fitness information, totally free. It's, uh, it's phenomenal. So I would just say start there. People really come to RP because they want education. They want knowledge. They want information. And uh, a lot of times they just want that blueprint to success. And that's what we do, whether it's, you know, through our products or services. Yeah, that's great. You guys do such a great job on your content, making it interesting. You're showing a lot of before and after pictures, which I think is absolutely super inspiring. And you are educating people along the way and doing it all for free, whether or not somebody purchases your programs or not, they, they still will learn a tremendous amount of information. And that's part of why I love podcasting is if you're willing to put in the time to invest in learning about some of these things, you can find all of this stuff out there for free. And I would argue that, you know, it's, it's very much similar to a college education. You you can go in depth on so many different topics that really excite you and, and learn a lot about them that I would argue you probably don't even get at some institutions as far as the content and the experience and anecdotal, you know, things along the way. So I really do appreciate that. Um, along with your business, tell us about your podcast and where people can go to find the podcast itself. Yeah, just the RP Strength podcast. So really anywhere, you know, listen to podcasts. Uh, check it out. So we'd really appreciate it. So we've had some some cool guests on for sure. You know, you mentioned James Clear. Uh, that one stands out. So we've had on uh, Amy Morin, who wrote, uh, you know, kind of the 13 things that mentally strong people do. Yeah. Uh, she was really cool. I would I would say the, the, the biggest thing that I picked up from you know, pod, podcasting with some of those folks is, uh, man, they're just really nice people too. Like sometimes... I think there's this impression that, you know, if you're a big writer or, you know, famous person, whatever, whatever, that, you know, you're, you're hard to get a hold of or contact or whatever, but they were just really cool, just really nice people. So that was, that was really awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. I think a lot of these people, if you're just really polite and you're asking them in a way that really honors them and their work, most people are more than willing to come on and share some of their time and wisdom with you know yourself and the listeners. So I really do appreciate that as well. Nick Shaw, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so very much for all of your work for Renaissance Periodization and the RP Strength Podcast. It's one of my absolute favorites. And thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show today. We really appreciate you. Casey, thanks so much for having me on, man. Actually, for having me on twice. I really do appreciate it. Uh, you know, I'm grateful. I love talking about all this stuff. So I appreciate you reaching out and connecting. And uh, yeah, hopefully it uh, helps some folks out there. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm sure it will in so many ways. So thanks again. Thank you for listening to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple. Also, be sure to check out the show that made all of this possible. 
Boundless Body Radio, where we provide tons of helpful and informative content, feature incredible guests, and talk all about health and wellness. Cheers, and thank you for joining us on the How to Make a Podcast podcast.